Here we go. We are back. Episode number 67 of the Coffee with Joffrey podcast. I hope everyone is doing well. My guest today is Liam Carmichael, who is a coach based over in Hong Kong. Liam was based in Dubai before, which is how I know him. I had the pleasure of training with him for two or three months before he left uh, up at Sands Fitness. Got some really good workouts in and it was also refreshing to see um, his coaching style and how he deals with his clients and that type of stuff, which is why I said I wanted to reach out to him and get him on the podcast when he went over to Hong Kong. Like I said, it's very refreshing to see um, Liam, who who you're hearing when he speaks about is is fairly new to the coaching world. Uh, he was working with Emirates before he made that transition into the coaching world, went and did his certifications that he needed to do. And he's kind of gone above and beyond. He's constantly learning. And like I said, being able to see how he deals with his clients, some of the protocols that he's got in place um, is always great. It's great to see how other coaches do things. And uh, I think what I like most about Liam's approach is um, he's not afraid to ask those hard questions when in the beginning of your journey because he knows it's going to give him a lot more and you a lot more clarity and um, a better vision of where you're trying to get to. I think it's all too common. It's something I spoke about before. We have the best intentions when we're trying to get fit, improve our, our health, um, of what we have this picture of what we want to get to, but don't always know what the process is to get there. Um, you know, what you might have to give up along the way, might, what the changes that you might have to make, the sacrifice that you might have to make. So I believe that with uh, the protocols that Liam's got in place that he talks about, he's he's very much um, kind of painting the perfect picture for you to make progress. So I'm not going to go on any more than that. Uh, it was really, really great to catch up with Liam. Sounds like he's doing amazing there um, over in Hong Kong. I'll tag him in the show notes so you can go and find him. He's always putting out really good content on his own page um, on his Instagram so you can go and follow him there but I'm gonna leave it there enjoy I will be bringing out some more podcasts from now on uh, I've had a good break and it, I feel refreshed really to get some more guests on so here we go Liam so good to get you on when you obviously you were in Dubai before when you left Dubai I said to you on the week that you were leaving right as soon as you settled over wherever you're going you are on the podcast so tell me how how is everything how's life with you life's good man um so moved to hong kong that's been about that was six months ago um so i would say i'm fully settled in now it's been a great experience learning at the gym that i'm currently at and just living in a different culture hong kong's very different to dubai it's got some similarities but in a whole it's southeast asia or asia compared to the middle east it's always going to be different right so enjoying it having some fun yeah Nice, man. And Liam, just for the listeners, just give a little bit of a background. Obviously, you were working in Dubai before you were at Sands. Maybe just a little bit of a background of what you were doing before and kind of where you're at now. Cool, man. Well, this could be a podcast on its own, but I'll try and keep it as brief as possible. So just a bit of background on myself. Obviously, I'm from Scotland, probably tell by the accent. I, when I was 15, I moved to France, spent five years there, then went back to the UK for a year and a half, decided couldn't hack it, weather was terrible. Um, I then got myself a job in Dubai where I spent about five and a half years. Three of those years was working for Emirates or four and a half was working for Emirates. And then about a year I transitioned into coaching full time. Um, So yeah, that that then led to me getting a job somehow in Hong Kong. And here I am sitting in Hong Kong talking to you. So it's been a bit of a crazy couple of years, but still smiling, still happy and yeah, enjoying it. Yeah, that's great. And listen, what what I love about your your kind of story and your your experiences is that you 
you know, you probably came into the fitness industry at a later stage compared to maybe others. I know that, that there's people even later than you that come into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but your experience in terms of your own training and your own development is very much fed into the way that you coach and the way that you deal with your, your clients mm-hmm. these days. Mm-hmm. And the epi- this ep- podcast episode is training with intent and you put tons of stuff out on your social media. And I know from when I was training with you before, training is so much more than just going into the gym and doing exercise for one hour, random exercise and leaving. And that's why I wanted to get your thoughts on that because I think the listeners will find it super useful how you deal with your, your day-to-day clients, how you deal with your own training and kind of like your methodology around that. So how does it kind of begin for you? Let's, let's give an example of, you know, a new client coming into you, maybe someone who's unconditioned, hasn't been trained in the gym for a long time, you know, has a goal of maybe wanting to shift some unwanted body weight. Uh, what, what does that process look like? Well, I think it always starts with just a conversation, right? I think no matter where the person wants to go, we've got to sit down and we call it an initial consultation. And that initial consultation is just relationship building, right? We ask some deep questions. We figure out some priorities, some values. And like maybe that the goal is to shift some weight. But why does the person want to shift some weight? Because I would say 90% of the population wants to shift the weight. But if we don't understand, if we don't start to create these deeper intentions to why we want to lose the weight, then it becomes the road becomes very unclear. And it becomes a quite like a short road because the person's not invested, is not bought in. Instead, if we've cultivated these intentions, it's easy for the coach. The coach now knows what we're doing. It's easy to then start prescribing exercises. And if the person understands the why to what they're doing, then they're bought in, right? Because let's face it, sometimes like when we're just starting out with exercise or trying to create new behaviors, it's challenging, right? Like if you've not been exercising for three years and you've got some coach now telling you you need to walk 10,000 steps a day and you need to eat this sort of things and it become quite overwhelming but instead if we've created those intentions and that person understands why they're walking 10,000 steps a day then it just creates a lot more buy-in I love that and and what you said there about starting with a conversation because you know being in the fitness industry they almost every day you'll have someone inquiring, whether it's through social media, through referrals, through, through other streams, mm-hmm. people inquiring about, hey, personal training, getting fitter, getting healthier. And it's almost, um, it's almost that prerequisite into getting yeah. someone into training. Hey, are they able to sit down and have a conversation with you and get a little mm-hmm. bit uncomfortable? And I almost feel like that's a skill of a coach and a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And for the listeners, you might have been in this position before. If you simply, uh, you know, hiring your PT off, just finding off the prices off commenting or, or messaging them on Facebook mm-hmm. and not having a conversation before signing up. It's almost a prerequisite. Are you able to have those difficult conversations? And as a coach, are you able to ask those questions? And instead of following it up with another question, are you able to just have that almost mm-hmm. like awkward pause in between that mm-hmm. silence for them to be able to think about it and really grasp what it is, what they're trying to do? Yeah. And I think also that comes like, some, some conversations you'll meet different people. It's very individual dependent, right? Some people will come in and will just open everything up to you, right? You've been in that situation before. And then you get the other people where maybe in that initial consultation, you've still not got the real information that you're looking for, but that's okay. The relationship's not a two-week relationship, a three-week. We're talking about a couple of years, a couple of years of probably this relationship where people are going to start opening up. And that's the difference right there. And it just starts with that conversation. And that conversation can lead to maybe that person's not a good fit for the coach. 
like and I, I remember when I was like, like obviously I'm still quite a young coach but when you're just starting like you're keen to take everybody on right because it's like I'm looking for that money whatever it's going to be and you're just I'll take everybody but unfortunately you can't help everybody and not everybody's going to work it's going to be a good fit for yourself right and I think that's that's very person dependent and also from the coach as well right yeah, great. So let, let's move it forward then in that, that journey. What, obviously, the, the natural thing would be, and what tends to happen is someone wants to get fitter, right, gym, four or five days a week, right, let's see where that takes me. What other considerations need to be almost taken before they reach that stage? I'm not saying that people can't go and get started on an exercise regime, but what are the other considerations that need to be um, you know, thought about? Well, I think just, again, just starting with that conversation, so that initial consultation, what's happening there, you're digging into all facets of their lives, lifestyle, nutrition, sleep, and we're starting to paint this picture, right? We call it the stress bucket, and you're starting to understand with all these questions, the person's only sleeping four hours a night, they're only eating 1,200 calories a day, they're not drinking enough water, and they're coming to you and they want to lose weight and they want to work out five days a week it's probably not going to work and you're probably actually going to do more harm than good. That person, unfortunately, and that's that hard conversation and that can be difficult for a coach to say and it can also be difficult for a client to take that on board that you need to sort out all these other factors in your life and it's not like you have to sort out everything before you're exercising but maybe just start with a walk, right? Show me you can walk twice a week and you can sleep seven hours a night and you can drink two and a half litres of water once you're at that stage, then you can actually start going into the gym and expressing fitness because we've always got to go back to that, that stress recover adaptation. Like again, talking about that stress bucket, if your bucket is filled full of stress and exercise is another stressor, right? But your body that only perceives stress as stress, whether it's exercise or something from the environment for your body, it's stress. So if your bucket's already nearly filled, and you want to fill it with more stress, i.e. exercise, you're not going to see the adaptation that you want. I mean, I'm sure you've seen it yourself. People working out twice a day, five days a week, like, and they're not seeing the results they want. Why? Because the recovery is so bad. They can't actually get the, uh, the, the, the right recovery to see the right adaptations. Yeah, I uh, think, um, and it, yeah, definitely something that I've seen. And I think a lot of it comes down to, yes getting your steps up gets has more recognition now mm. like you know ten thousand steps on a, on a fitbit is a great mm. target but more mm. steps is generally like such a great way of increasing your your fitness level getting your steps up mm. increasing your non-exercise activity mm. which isn't going to add that yeah. stress onto your body when you're going into the gym mm. and you're doing mm. whether it's a, a tough strength training session a crossfit session a high intensity session you go for a long run like you've just talked about the stress bucket there, you are literally adding stress onto that. Mm. Is this the right environment for us to be adding that extra stress or does it actually need to be a little bit more simplistic? And I guess that's where yeah. the bigger picture comes into it. And you as a coach, knowing that bigger picture and the longer term goals are important. And I think sometimes they can be hard conversations to have with clients, right? That's a hard conversation to tell them, right? Well, actually, I think you should just be walking right now. But the whole world around them, the whole... Instagram, social media is telling them that they go and, they go and need to do they need to do a hit class or they need to go and lift the five reps on a heavy back squat. That's what everybody's telling them. And then you've got this coach in front of them telling them, well, actually, you should just be walking ten thousand steps. There's some resistance there, right? But I think like you hit the nail on the head. It's just trying to think of that bigger picture. 
I think, um, and I don't know whether you agree with this, one of the problems is, listen, every coach has got their own, their own style of training, um, their own ways of doing things, but there's majority, majority, there's a lot of coaches out there who are looking, they might not admit it, but they're looking for quick fixes, quick wins with their clients to be able to market to new clients mm-hmm. as well. So as a coach is, you know, you would agree with this. It would be, e- if someone came to you and they wanted to lose weight, it would be easy for them to be able to do that. But you're not looking at the bigger picture. You know, you could yeah. drastically cut their calories, tell them not to eat carbohydrates, and then they could, yeah. you know, blast loads of exercise. But that longer term picture, they're going to end up worse off than where they were when, when they started working with you. Mm-hmm. And I think it just goes back to like behavior, right? I mean, that's why challenges do so well because it's like these, like you get like a 30 day challenge. You can be motivated for 30 days. Right, you can cut your calories, you can do all the things, but if you're not essentially changing your behavior or your relationship with food, once that 30 days is up, because we all know the story, the person loses four kgs on the 30 day challenge, right? Great, That's, but essentially the person's just been held, like they've got that motivation for 30 days, they've held on, day 31 comes, challenge finishes, and they go right back to their old behaviors because they've not changed any of their behaviors that they've, that they've currently been doing for the past. 24 years and i would say that's probably like i've only been in the industry what maybe like just over like two years i would say that's the hardest thing to do is to change someone's behaviors because people have been doing what they've been doing for 20 odd years and to to try and change that is is a challenge it really is and it just comes back to like that is that person on board with the bigger picture and the long run game and if they can be on board with that then that's when they start seeing success. And it takes time for sure. It takes time. Yeah, this isn't something that we'll go too deep into, but I, I was just curious to think or, or to ask if you have anything that you've maybe um, implemented into your own lifestyle, your own training, your own habits um, that has really helped you in terms of like um, some sort of strategies for changing habits. And it can be as simple as, I don't know, not eating as much chocolate or getting into the habit of walking. Is there anything that you can think of that, that you've done or maybe you've done with clients that has been successful? I think just making things so simple that you can't, I mean, I'm sure you've read Atomic Habits, right? It's just like make it easy and make it obvious. If you have to think about something, we talk about nutrition, right? Like roughly we should know what we're going to eat in a day, right? They say if you, if you don't, if you wake up, and you don't know what you're going to eat for breakfast, you're all, and you're and you're trying to change body composition, you're trying to reach some sort of goal, you're already behind. Because it's like, we need to be prepared. We need to make things easy. If you've got your breakfast prepared in the fridge, or you've got your gym clothes laid out, or it's something as simple as just drinking enough water, you've got a glass of water as soon as you wake up, it's there, it's obvious, done. And I think just that the, we have to really just break it down to, to really small, digestible parts. Because I've been in the situation where I've gave the client too much. Because I'm thinking, oh, that's easy to implement. But for that person, literally all, like, it was, it was too much for them. Like, I'm thinking, I'm like, water, oh, you need to get some sunshine. And it's very easy as a coach just to fire all these things because we take it as, as for granted, right? But for the person that's not been exercising or not been doing things properly for the past 20 years, a challenge for them can just be drinking enough water, right? It's, and just going back to your question, just making things really simple and easy. 
Yeah, nice. Um, Atomic Habits is an amazing yeah. book. And I, I actually did a yeah. podcast on that one. If you're listening to this and you haven't listened mm-hmm. or read Atomic Habits, I definitely recommend that because mm-hmm. super simple um, framework of mm-hmm. how you can make and break habits as well. Yeah. Um, Liam, just going more into the training side of it then, because obviously anybody who looks at your social media, you do a lot of training yourself, you're looking in good shape, like I said at the start here. Um, what What's the difference between... <laughs> someone going in and, and training and, and doing exercise and someone almost following a program or following some sort of methodology with their training? Yeah. Um, I think just have an intention. I think, I mean, people can follow programs. There's nothing wrong with following a program, but I think it's just understanding the why behind that program, right? It's like, especially where, where I'm working now, we're, we're big on education. We've got some group programs with the online training, but we give so much edu- education to the individual so they understand why they're doing what they're doing, right? I say all the time, if you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, things can be boring, right? Like, I mean, if you're going in and you've not slept so good and you've got like five sets of back squats at a certain load, you can go, oh, back squats again. But instead, if you, if you understand at the beginning of the program, coaches told you right we're doing these squats for 12 weeks for running this progression you now understand right okay man eight week eight it's a bit hard but i know in another four weeks i'm going to be testing or whatever i'm going to be doing it just goes back to understanding why you're doing what you're doing or what you're doing again yeah yeah nice and um kind of got going back and forth a little bit here but it's, i've got questions for you all over the place um yeah, go just going it. back to super interested with how you're obviously it starts with that initial conversation and mapping out longer term bigger goals that type of stuff or longer term goals are you breaking them up do you have a system of breaking them up into like shorter term goals because if you if you sat down with someone and and their goal was to you know lose x amount of weight or get in shape for their wedding or whatever it is that longer term goal sometimes it can be a bit daunting and as a coach if you had to sit down and say right you're going to work with me for the next year and a half or you're going to work with me for the next two years here's what we're going to accomplish do you find that it's important to break it down into those smaller chunks those smaller goals as you're going through yeah totally 100 percent. i think just like like you said bigger goals can be daunting right and generally when you're onboarding clients and they're looking for there's got some like lowest hanging fruits we call them right like we go back to, we, we use all, we, we use a reference, it's called the basic lifestyle guidelines. Are you drinking enough water? Are you sleeping? Are you getting sunshine? Are you sitting down chewing your foods? All these sorts of things that people can just start chipping away at. And it gives us a roadmap and they're just low hanging fruits. And like 90% of people's goals or problems would be simply fixed if they just done the basics right. And those basics, it's literally drinking water, sitting down chewing your foods, having good relationships in your life, moving body, moving blood, getting sunshine, sleeping, right? Applying work, rest appropriately. These are all the basic things that we need to do. And I've seen it time and time again. If people implement these basic lifestyle guidelines, then everything else just falls into place. They don't even need to start worrying about weighing out the rice or counting their calories because they've now developed a good relationship with food through education from the coach they understand what food does to their body and everything just falls into place. And we've, we've not even talked about how many grams of chicken they're supposed to be eating, right? It's just getting on board with these basics plays massive dividend in the rest of their life. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's great. And one of the things that I wanted to ask you, and you, you touched on it a little bit when you answered the question earlier, but just your thoughts around that quick fit mindset. If, if you're having a conversation with someone or maybe you don't even get to that stage, you know, do you know if someone's not ready to make a change? Is it kind of obvious, glaringly obvious when you're you know, potentially going to work with someone? Um, I've, I've seen a few clients that have came to me and you tell them there's a 60 minute or a 90 minute initial consultation and like, wait, what? You want to talk to me for 60 minutes before we, I'm just coming to do some burpees with you. And I'm like, no, that's not <laughs> the process is we're having a conversation. We'll then take you through a movement assessment. And then from there, we've painted the picture, we've gathered the information, then we can start training. But like, that's already alarm bells are ringing if the person doesn't even want to sit down for 60 minutes and open up to you. Right, I think that's clear and obvious. You, uh, you obviously have your own ways of doing things in terms of um, you know, measurements and markers and things like that. And I'm sure it varies from client to client. But have you got any uh, you know, regular, regular assessments that you would do, whether subjective or objective, that you would do with clients? So, like, so the whole process I take clients through is that 60 to 90 minute initial consultation. From there, we move into a movement assessment. So in that movement assessment, we're taking different metrics. We're taking body composition analysis, so that BCA machine, so in-body we use. Then from there, they're going into like a basic movement assessment. We're just looking at people through six functional movement patterns. So you've got the squat, you've got the bend, you've got the lunge, you've got the core, you've got the push, you've got the pull. We take them through that. Then case dependent, depending who the person is in front of me, we put them through a work capacity test. Now that work capacity test, a 10-minute assault bike test. Now, that is very case dependent because going back to that initial consultation, if the person's rocking up and they've not been sleeping well and they're not drinking enough water, is it the best idea to get them on a bike and stress them out for 10 minutes? Probably not. But that's always in the back pocket, depending on who the individual is. If they've got great lifestyle habits, cool. Let's see how you are, how aerobically fit you are. Hop on the bike for 10 minutes. Why the bike? Because it's easy. Anyone can hop on a bike. It's not like a roar where there's a lot more technique and stuff involved, right? Then from there, once we've gathered all this information, I've sat down with this person for 60 to 90 minutes. I now can see generally how they move, where they're at aerobically. I then go and paint the picture and that's when program design starts. Because you've gathered all the information, right? But without those, all that information, in my opinion, we're just guessing. right? And like, You need to assess people because no matter how long you've been in the game or coaching, I still think that without taking someone through a movement assessment, you're just guessing, right? Yeah, and and uh, do you have uh, particular markers when you would reassess, or that that would be case to case again? So that case to case, if the person, the beginner, well, it depends if the person's coming to me with a goal of they want to body recomp, then that in body's probably going to get brought out a lot more to the person that's got performance related goals because. Yeah, they matter, but they're not as that body comp body composition client. We can be rechecking in four weeks, six weeks, but for the more advanced individual or someone that's more into performance, that can be every two months. Right? It, it just very case dependent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, nice man, mate. This this has been great conversation. It's, it's so good to get your kind of input on the way that you do things, the way that you manage your your clients and your training. What's the plans for the future, mate? Put you on the spot a little bit. Have you got, um, have you got aspirations that you're working towards? <laughs> Not really, I mate. Mean, I just, I want to keep, I've been coaching, what, two years? I just want to keep developing as a person. 
I want to keep developing as a coach. I want to have just unbelievable relationships in my life between my wife, between my friends, just cultivate deep relationships with people and just keep on learning. Like I've got no, maybe five years we leave Hong Kong, maybe five years we're still here. I've got no idea, but as long as I'm, I'm still learning, I'm happy. Yeah, like I said at the start, I think your, your journey has is, is been very unique, the way that you got into it, you know, took a little bit of time and you, you seem so willing to learn and keep learning, which I think is so important for, important in any industry, like you should always be willing yeah. to learn. Um, and obviously mm-hmm. over in Hong Kong, you're in the right environment there in, in the gym that you're mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's been awesome. Been really good. Enjoying it. Liam, it's been great chatting to you. Where can people find you? Follow your, your content. Um, so Instagram would be probably number one. So that's at Liam Carmichael nine zero. Um, if you want to find out a bit more about what we do online in terms of programming, we do the process programming. That'd be on Instagram. And then if you'd just like to check out the gym where I work, which is fucking awesome, sorry for swearing, that would be at Coastal Fitness HK. Yeah, brilliant. I'll uh, I'll tag you in the show notes so people can go and find you. But I'm looking forward to getting you back on in the future, maybe when you're even deeper. Yeah, man, pleasure. Yeah. All right, thanks very much, mate.